101.9 High FM. One Nation. And we have the wonderful Nick Rabinovitz. He is a level five homeschooler, a level four surfer, a multi-level stay-at-home dad, comedian, and everything else. Nick, welcome. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. How are ya? I'm very good. Thank you, Nikki. Um, I'm also a multi-level marketer, <laughs> but that's I forgot to do that in my CV. Uh, all right, just I'll write it down and um, I'll remember that. But I'm quite interested in the level five homeschooler. What what is that exactly? Yeah. How, how did you get to level five? Um, no, I mean lockdown level five uh, because obviously I became unemployed very quickly um, at level five, and then oh, my, my wife informed me that I'd, I'd gotten a promotion to principal of the homeschool. And, and how and how, so, yeah. how did I do? Yeah. Um, I think I, I would have, to, uh, Nick, uh, say honestly, uh, probably poorly. Well, I suppose the most important question is, are your kids going to get through the year? I mean, you know, the way they should. No, absolutely. My kids are definitely getting uh, through the year. Thank God they actually went back to their real teachers. Um, and uh, look, I think maybe I'm maybe I'm being a bit hard on myself, Nikki. I think I actually I didn't do a bad job. I think, and actually I think it also benefited me going back to standard one maths because. Mm. I actually had moved from Waldorf to Grove Primary that year. I did standard one. And so my mark uh, by the end of that year, I was down to a D because we only did maths at Waldorf twice. And I think this lockdown has really helped me get my standard one maths up from a D to a B. And if the lockdown gets extended for, if we're at level one for like another year or 12 years, I might finally get the marks to get accepted to medical school, which would make my mom very happy. Now that's incredible, Nick. What do they say? You get lemons and you make lemonade. Good yes. to know. Good to know. And it's never too late to learn. It's never to too late. Never, ever too late. I, on the other hand, could never help my kids with maths. Just so you know, Nick. You know, even in even in standard one, I looked at the maths and I said, "You're on your own, kids." So I'm lucky that my my boys were old enough to go through this online learning on their own because. I'm not sure how good I would have been. So I take my hat off to you and every other parent listening now who's been there and been helping with the uh, the online learning. Can't be easy. But but you've gone back to the surfing, Nick. I've well, just come ooh, out of the water. Better? I literally was surfing this morning. How's the weather in Cape Town today? The weather in Cape Town today is magnificent. They just pulled out. They heard it was level one and Hashem just pulled out all the stops. To celebrate. So, Nick, talking about celebrating, tomorrow, Rosh Hashanah, you know, everyone's cooking, everyone's preparing. So, we want to know about Nick Rubinovitz. Are you, yeah. do you have a say in the, the menu? Are you in the kitchen helping with cooking and preparing? Do you just sit down and enjoy the meal? Let us into your home, Nick. What does the Rubinovitz home look like? During the uh, Rosh Hashanah. Mid-pandemic yes. Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. Um, well, I actually have um, been doing a lot of the cooking of recent. I've uh, discovered um, 
uh, Yotam Ottolenghi's books, which I saw in my mother's house and I expropriated without compensation, all of them. And so uh, we've been enjoying a lot of Middle Eastern flavors of recent. This particular Rosh Hashanah, like most of them, there's a WhatsApp group between the women and, and there's a definite gender separation of genders. There's no men on that WhatsApp group. And so I'm not included in the cooking uh, planning process. I overhear certain conversations like, uh, no, Jenny mustn't bring the, the salad. I told her she doesn't have to bring the salad. She can bring the ice cream. She's got such nice ice cream. But is it power of ice cream? I don't know. We'll tell her to bring the power of and Anyway, 48 WhatsApps later, I think my mom's bringing ice cream. And I, I, I don't think I'm doing any of the cooking. To be honest with you, I had some thoughts about it. I was like, I should really do something this year, and um, and then I just I just fell back into that that old uh, separation of the gender thing that happens in many South African Jewish households, which I think must end, uh, Nikki. I think next year we need a campaign to um, uh, end gender based cooking in the Jewish home. Yeah, I'm with you, Nick. I'm with you. Look, but you can't do it all in one year. You can't upgrade mass. And become you a chef you for, for the Chagin. You know, I think there are too many things much. to understand. Black Lives Matter and this and yeah. that and yeah. our Jews of color being, it's just too much for us. We're just too overwhelmed. Much. Yes, I think we have to take it one step at a time. But I do love the fact that you are cooking at home. And that is a good thing. So, Nick, yes. who is it the whole family getting together? This is a very delicate question, you understand. Um, I will so explain to you that you're basically, ask honestly, re- reply honestly yeah. or not. Like yeah. how, how are you doing it? Well, I, I think, um, listen, there's not going to be a second wave on its own. It's really going to take the Jewish people to come together <laughs> this new year and create a second wave of the pandemic. If it is to happen, it's our responsibility uh, to make it happen, starting in Seapoint and Glen Hazel. And so we're having um, 49 people for uh, for Rosh Hashanah, although I believe now we can extend it to 250 at my sister-in-law's house, which has a capacity of 500. Um, so we're going to just go the whole go the whole hog. Um, I think there's a but. Uh, there's a lot of social distancing that will happen between the younger generation and um, the older <laughs> generation. Everyone is being very careful. There will be masks. And um, obviously you have to eat without your mask. So that's always – you're going to have to go into self-isolation perhaps mm-hmm. while you're eating. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to work, Nikki. Um, I can – we can cross live to me during the thing, but of course – um, yeah, that would be interesting. It it's would be interesting. Shabbat, so I don't think we can broadcast. Yeah, that's true. But you can no, you can't even record it. But so, so then the next thing is <clears throat> like the hand sanitizers. I've heard that some people are using hand sanitizers as decoration on the table, so they covering <laughs> hand sanitizers, <laughs> covering that's them, right. having them, having them spread amongst the apples and the honey. I suppose when, maybe. Maybe actually, this could be a good idea, Nick, because I think you do yep. because you're not cooking. Maybe you should come to the party in terms of decorating. That you okay. could have some, some with some with honey and some with the hand sanitizer. Yes, could be confusing, and uh, you could end up either with hand sanitizer in the um, Israeli salad or balsamic vinegar on your hands. Yeah, yeah. Well. I, I think that maybe you can work it out, but I think it's going to be a good one. So what actually foods being prepared? You don't know, Nick? 
Oh, no, no, it's a, it's um, it's. I know there's an Israeli salad that much I heard. I think there's fried fish. I definitely overheard that Joanne Vadetsky will be doing her special fried fish, and of mm. course, as you know, Jenny Rabinovitz will be bringing the par of non par of ice cream. Ice cream. And yeah. um, I, I suspect Lily Becker might be doing the the chopped herring. I, I would strongly suspect that with the different color uh, the egg yolk in the in the, um, the Star of David uh, thing, and uh, maybe even a cheesecake. Mmm, mmm, sounding good. And I'm sure you may have inspired some of our listeners. Maybe they didn't have ideas, and now they have ideas, Nick, which is a good thing. I'd- I don't, I don't, let's not get carried away, Nikki. I don't think there was too much originality in what I, what I just shared. Um, well, well, it sounded think, good. I mean, you were well, being nice to me. Inspired. I was inspired, and I have to say that it did sound good. Um, and I, I think everything you're doing is sounding pretty amazing. So, Nick, the, the question about COVID I wanted to ask you yeah. is – what, you know, I'd like to ask a few people really. So if you had to look at the lessons that, that COVID has, have, has taught you, what would you say? What's numero uno? Numero okay. uno. Thanks. Well, I, in no particular order, because I'm, I'm just going to share my random thoughts with you. Um, in the words of Deepak Chopra, um, we, I think, have begun to rewire the global brain. And um, in the sense of connecting human beings all over the planet because we're all uh, in the same boat. I hesitate to say in the same boat because I think our boat has been a lot sturdier than the um, American boat, which, of course, uh, I think Donald Trump shot holes in before they actually took the lifeboat off the Titanic and then attempted to sail away. So we haven't exactly been in the same boat, but we certainly humanity has certainly been united in the face of um, unprecedented levels of uncertainty. And we've all had to find ways to navigate that and um, and perhaps reflect on what's really of most importance in terms of connection to ourselves and each other and um, and and finding ways to be resilient. So I think that perhaps is numero uno hmm. on, um, on my list. Um, just in terms of my occupation and stand-up comedy and stuff, I think it's been uh, a blessing not to have to go to meetings or go to Sun City or go to just go to places I'd rather not and, and experience performing from my own home um, because the trip from backstage to the stage is just a few meters and that's been at first was really challenging and confronting and I didn't I didn't know if I would get any work um, but the more I've done it the more I've enjoyed just being in my home and other people being in theirs and connecting with people all over the world um, a friend of mine, I was just actually talking to a friend of mine whose dad passed away this week in Australia and the online funeral allowed people all over the world to share in that event. And if it hadn't been for this, uh, it would have just been, you know, 20 people in Melbourne, Australia. And uh, and just allowing for connection. I mean, the, specifically with the Jewish diaspora, we spread out families, are spread out all over the world. And I'm, I'm not sure we've ever been this connected. I think it's true. I think you're right, Nick. I'm just thinking of the... The bar mitzvahs and think of the weddings and as you say, I mean, have you been doing a lot of have you been doing a lot of international work from the comfort of your own home? A fair amount. <clears throat> um, 
But um, the bar mitzvahs, I did, I did two bar mitzvahs during lockdown. And um, Josh Cohen's was definitely a highlight and connecting, having people in from all over. It was like a DIY bar me, um, which is obviously, it's a lot safer than a DIY bris. I haven't done one of those yet. <laughs> Oh, Nick. So, so Nick, um, COVID's been a unifying, connecting experience for you. How's it going to feel when you have to leave the comfort of your own home and travel, get into an aeroplane and travel and, and, and get back on stage in front of people? How's that going to be for you? Uh, I'm not looking forward to it that much. Um, Incredible. Um, yeah. I, I don't mind. I mean, there's some gigs that and some rooms – um, that I am looking forward to being back in where there's, you know, it's a small room, it's intimate. Um, actually I was, I was meant to go to Joburg for a thing and this week or next week or whatever and I actually said no. And, um, I didn't think I would be that person. Um, uh, having not spent, uh, con- this many consecutive days at home for the last nearly 20 years. Um, I've got into it. I live with um, an introvert. My wife is very, she's been very happy with the way things have been, mm. uh, not having to see anybody. And uh, extroverts, as we know extroverts, we've we've been challenged by this period. And we've had to learn from the introverts, haven't we? Ah, well, I think that you echo the sentiments of lots of people, Nick, actually, when, when it when it uh, comes down to things, I think a lot of people have just found the beauty in, as you say, staying at home, slowing down, living the slow life, knowing what's important and what's not important. A lot of time running around, just doing things, and we're losing mm. very precious time. So, yeah, we're learning a new rhythm. We and and it'll be interesting, Nick. I mean, let's see what happens with you. Let's see what happens with all of us. It's very interesting, and what it'll look like if ever, um, when we go back to normal, if ever. But um, it was so great to get your insights, Mr. Rabinovitz. Really a pleasure to have you on the show today. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's always a pleasure being with you, Nikki. And you know what they say about insight, of course. Insight without action is like farting into the wind. And <laughs> you just better hope you're farting downwind, not not upwind in a car because it might come back to bite you. Oh, thank you, Nick. Listen, Shana Toba, have a good celebration with the family and the friends. Eat well, play well, sleep well, go well. Shana Toba to you and uh, to, and as a Muslim friend of mine said to me yesterday, Mazel Tov for Saturday. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Lovely chatting. We're going to take a break and after the okay, break, thanks. Desiree Farah. Bye, Nick. Bye.